You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. What's on your mind today? Like, I want to change, but I'm not particularly open to make those changes. I'm trying. Every time I get rid of one compulsion, another compulsion comes up. Are you yawning right now? Spoiler alert, I feel like I'm stuck. Right. How does that make you feel? Jimmy! Liz! Hey! It's three in the morning. I'm sorry. What's in that bowl? Pretzels. The other bowl. Maybe some painkillers. Maybe? There's painkillers in there, yeah. I have to ask, is this you forever? I don't know. Yes, hello, and welcome to the Periodic Table of Autumn. Now tell me about your mother. Uh, well, uh, I, I guess I, I never really felt like I was as loved for who I was. Um, I, I would, I would spend a lot of time playing video games and she'd tell me not to. And, mm, uh, mm, yes. Interesting. Interesting. Do go on. Did you just write, he's a dick on your piece of paper? I drew a dick on my piece of paper. <laughs> Does that help? Is that about therapy? Is that what we're talking about? No, it is I don't not. know. It... I've never had therapy, and I feel like after what? this, maybe I should. Jimmy, <laughs> you carry yourself like somebody who's had therapy. <laughs> wow. What does that even mean? No, I mean, it means like. You, you seem sensitive and well adjusted. Oh, I know. Oh, Peter. Hey, thanks, Pete. I'm that right is... here, you know. The fact that you immediately thought that that was supposed to be an insult is one of the problems. <laughs> That we have uh, in society. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, oh, that's I to get therapy is a green flag, guys. Oh, wow. oh dear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um, love that. That's now, awesome. now I feel like we've we've all started to open up about ourselves um, sure. a little bit more. Is that okay? I just like I, I I didn't even have a gag for that intro. I just decided to start, and it was like, oh, I've got a pad and a pencil. I'm just going to do this now. And you guys went with it, and that's great. So thanks for yes handing me. But also, how dare you, Peter? I'm a well constructed person who definitely has never had therapy and doesn't need it. <laughs> so I don't think that neither of you are qualified to do this review. No. <laughs> No, probably not. Methinks the the lady the lady being Dion protesteth too much. Um, what do you mean protest? <laughs> what do you? How does that make about? you feel? Dion? No, I don't need to. I don't need to have therapy because I have television shows like Shrinking. Yes, that's what we're doing tonight. <laughs> we're reviewing Shrinking, the Apple TV television show or slash streaming show. I don't know what you can call them now. I watch it it's on, on a television. television. It's close enough. Yeah. Are we going to talk? Are we going to call them in the future like phonies? You know. It's a show built specifically to watch on your phone and you just watch it on your phone and they're called phonies. Is it the thing it you the, watch it on that you call it? I, is it the phone? Like, I, I watched this on a television. I don't know what you did. Yeah, why, I watched this why on television. Me too. <laughs> Was I not supposed to do that? I mean, no. should I be calling them USB stickies or? <laughs> Come on. Uh, Christopher Streaming. Knowles. Also fairly revealing, Penny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have cut right to the the quick of me, Peter, and they, I'm called... slightly concerned that you you've now just inadvertently become my therapist. Uh, I, think um, she, I think she's got your number there, Quinny. Um, uh, she does. She doesn't call me very often, but she does have it. I don't use uh, USB. We're millennials. We don't call anyone, Quinny. Exactly. <laughs> she texts me occasionally. Uh, I, I I I watch a lot of VPNs. <laughs> VPN time. Oh dear. Um, Hi, so, going? good. Why did? Why are we watching this? Why are we talking about this? What? I mean, I know <laughs> what? roughly we where we're at with it. No, but I'm according... intrigued to know why did we start? Because honestly, if I hadn't seen a trailer or whatever, uh, the the concept of this show is not a thing that I would have been lining up to fucking watch. Let me tell you, um, without knowing the cast or anything like that, I would have been like, so it's a show about a therapist who's just as fucked up as the people that he's trying to therapize. I'm in. <laughs> you right. got me, Quinny. Okay. Because okay. I, yeah, like if you said that, okay, the therapist who's just as messed up and probably more messed up than the people he's trying to, I'd be like, yeah. 
yeah, I don't know. but I mean, it doesn't have any robots in it, so uh... I was completely ambivalent to this until I saw that it was Bill Lawrence, and then I was like, ooh, okay, and then it sold me on the. It's also got Harrison Ford. I was like, no, yeah, no, he's just doing a cameo. He's not in. Oh, he's in this one. Oh, he's in all of them. <laughs> yeah, being super gruff and and you know, kind of graveling his way through being kind of old and grumpy, but also lovable. Yes, he's definitely park gravel wrapped in velvet sliding in as he gets older, and it's quite fun, but with good lines. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, so the, the the initial concept of it, I, you wouldn't have sold me on, but when I looked at the trailer and went, oh, it's got Jason Siegel. He's kind of funny sometimes. Wow, he's aged. Um, oh, we all do. Quinny, 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 you know that there are photos of all of us probably. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I know. Where people would look at it and be like, wow, you aged. I'm like, it was 20 years ago. I just, in my, okay, to to explain, in my head, Jason Siegel is always the dude who was in the Muppet movie. Um, That is what Jason Siegel is to you? Yeah. I never watched How I Met Your Mother. I hated it. It's not How I Met Your Mother. But you never watched Freaks and Geeks? No. He's from the wow. same era as. Seth he's Rogen. not the beginning Sarah Marshall guy to you. He was that, but like he he kind of overwrote that with the the dude from the Muppet movie. He's not the he's not the knocked up guy to you. Sometimes, <laughs> um, but all of these were you know a few years old, and then I saw him, and I honestly didn't recognize him for a second because he's no longer kind of that that young thirties ish kind of person. He's now somebody who looks like I don't know how old he is, but. He okay, looks his age. Calm down because, like, he's only four years older than me, which I think makes him younger than you. <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> um, I mean, he is also being made to look tired here. He's I think. 43. Motherfucker's younger than me. <sighs> anyway, you've been, like, not on a Jason Siegel train that you should have been on because he has done a lot of interesting stuff since the Muppet. Hey, come on. Uh, hang on. He blasted out, am I a man or am I a Muppet? Like a fucking... I'm like... not saying that he wasn't great in the Muppet movie. <laughs> I'm just saying that he's he's done stuff. One of my favourite of which is Dispatches from Elsewhere, which I tried to make you all watch and nobody would. Um, sorry. No. What's it about? But, you know, maybe one day later we can we can discuss. It's It's... It's too much to explain in one podcast when we're actually supposed to be synopsizing something else. Maybe we should do oh. that. <laughs> really? Do you actually want us to stay on board and actually talk about something? Uh, do you have a synopsis I, for us, Quiddy? Because I, was a I very, do. That was a very excellent segue, and uh, you know, it was I just very kind good, of. Pete. I, I actually appreciate you more than you know for being the, the single smartest person in this room. Anyway, get on with the synopsis, Quinny. Shrinking follows a grieving therapist who starts to break the rules and tell his clients exactly what he thinks. Ignoring his training and ethics, he finds himself making huge, tumultuous changes to people's lives, including his own. That's it. That's the that's the official Apple TV synopsis. I prefer uh, Jakita's in the chat's uh, synopsis, which is it's a funny show about grief. Oh, there you that go. That is quite good. Yes, <laughs> there you go. a funny show about grief. A, a, a funny show about grief, and would you like to talk about it? Uh, I know it's it's the least therapizing show about therapy that I've kind of seen because everyone is just kind of like already I like that everyone comes in the show preloaded, especially from the therapist side of understanding that a lot of therapy is maybe just common sense and making good decisions that are good for you, but they all know that like but we're still going to make terrible decisions for us because sometimes we want to run away from actually dealing with our problems even if we're therapists, and that I, continues I loved- on forever. <laughs> I really love that first sort of opening montage bit where um, you've, and there's a bit of it in that in the trailer we've seen, where mm. you're looking at some of his patients and they're just doing the same thing yeah. and doing it over and over. And you can see him getting more and more frustrated with the idea that this guy desperately wants to be seen by somebody and, but or wants to not date women who are dumb and stuff like that as he sees it. But in fact, it's pretty obvious that he's 
making the same decision over and over again and expecting a different outcome. And the, uh, what's her name, Claire, is it? Um, who is the one who, you know, has a terrible husband who, you know, is is treating her badly and, and you know, keeps making the same decision. And I think that's why I would struggle to ever be a therapist is because the idea of listening to people tell me and recognize the mistakes they're making, but then just keep doing them would possibly make it very difficult. Peter's I mean, as somebody who's had show. enough of therapy, uh, had uh, a lot of therapy, um, I can uh, confirm that you would find it very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Peter, what do therapists do? Because I don't think this show has been particularly good at telling me what therapists do. I think it's it, been a pretty good example a, of what they're not meant to do. It's yeah. a very good example of what they're not meant to do. I'm, I'm no expert and there's lots of different kinds of therapy, um, but I don't think that having um, patients move into your house is no. on the list of any kind of ethical way to to approach therapy, no. No. So no. you've never moved in with a therapist, this is what you're telling us? This is what I'm saying, yes. Okay. Wait, are you saying stuff on TV isn't actually happening in the real world? What? It's a shocker, isn't it? <laughs> My whole life is a sham. But yeah. charming nonetheless. Yes, yes. So this, as you said, uh, creation of Bill Lawrence, um, who in recent years has been making some pretty hit TV shows, the most uh, uh, beloved of which, what is it? Scrubs. That's not the one I was thinking of. Well, that's beloved. <laughs> it is beloved, but in recent years. Spin City? Fuck you. Cougar Town. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. What? <laughs> and this is the moment where I realise that I have been making the same decision over and over and over, <laughs> expecting things to change, and it never does. Ah, sometimes you like the consistency, Gwitty. I do. I, I would be disappointed if you ever weren't you, Dion. A little um, boring show. What was it, Quinny? You know you want to talk about. Actually, no, there's someone here who likes it more than both of us together. Peter, what show is it? What's tomorrow, everyone? The it's... last day of the year? No. It's Ted Lasso Day. <laughs> oh, right. It's yeah, yeah. Ted Lasso Day. Also, Chicago Day, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> well... Is it the last episode of. This season? No. I can no. hope not. No, there's there's a, quite a few. Um, I think we're at five, episode five or six. So, yeah. No, we've we've got another few to go, thankfully, because there's no fucking way they can wrap all of that up in one episode. But so, yes, Bill Lawrence uh, most recently, create, you know, responsible for creating Ted Lasso. Um, and I like to think of it as, in a way, kind of looking at different types of masculinity but mental health and uh, just like this is a, a kind of comedy that is maybe gentle but at the same time humane i don't really know how to put it um that's that's probably an accurate way to put it i'm, I'm just as likely to laugh as to cry uh in an episode but then when i finish crying it's kind of like an oh i think i needed that kind of cry mm. Yeah, and, and seeing characters be vulnerable um, a lot of the time and get things wrong a lot of the time and be kind of open to admitting that they've gotten it wrong. Um, it's, it's quite refreshing because so often, you know, we watch TV where the, the drama relies on people lying to each other or, or, you know, trying to keep things hidden or trying to keep things, you know, uh, t tense for however long. And I like that these shows seem to be, I don't know, it's like something big will happen, but then it'll get brought up and, and dealt with fairly quickly because the tension isn't what matters. It's the emotional understanding of the tension and then the dealing with it that is what actually matters. That's my takeaway anyway. And I'm, I'm more than happy to have somebody argue with me on this. So do you sometimes dead silence isn't an argument? It's like, no, no Quinny, I you're know, wrong. I know. <laughs> Your feelings uh, are not valid. See, this is the this is the opposite of therapy. If you're looking for that, <laughs> it's like, 
Just so you know, Cornelia, I wasn't trying to invalidate you. I was just muting myself while somebody yelled in my alleyway. Oh, um, right. Okay. <laughs> just for the sake of the audio quality. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just that that thing. I was like, oh, no, I think maybe I'm way off the fucking mark here. <laughs> they are both gone quiet and they're not. Oh, no. Well, I love that maybe Peter's I've been got... reading these shows completely fucking wrong. I love, I love that Peter's got someone like yelling in the alleyway. And for some reason, the, the flight path has been diverted over our pub. Tonight. So every now and again, I'm just like, mute shit, <laughs> mute shit. Yep. Anyway, that's why. That's why I've gone well, quiet. Now I understand. It's I don't called, feel quite so much like I'm screaming into the void. It's called a tacit agreement with silence. Right. Yes. Well, and, and let me tell you, I'm more for the concept of uh, enthusiastic consent. Um, I don't like the idea of tacit agreements with silence because that's fucking dangerous. So I, I go looking for a positive, yes, good. Good. So the reason I, I I loved and love Ted Lasso, or one of the reasons, is it's this exploration of what I guess you would call non-toxic masculinity, yeah. uh, or everything that you know can be uh, challenging and difficult and and positive um, uh, about masculinity and and the way that it can be dealt with outside of those positive spheres, uh, and then adding into it things like you know really positive representations of female friendships. Uh, as well, which is really super yeah. important and something that you don't realise until you see it that you don't often see because often if you yeah. have two female characters, for some reason they need to be pit against each other. Uh, and, you know, shrinking brings a lot of those things in, uh, but in a really different way. It's a series mm. that has a very, very different feel uh, to yeah. to Ted Lasso. Um, it doesn't have quite the warm and fuzzies that first season Ted Lasso had uh, because it, it does deal with grief. And I think yeah. that it's hard to get that level of warm and fuzzy um, out of something uh, that deals really specifically with the grieving process. And and, yeah. and that's that's the, the point that they're starting from here is yeah. let's start at grief and go from there. And it also doesn't have perhaps the quite the same accessibility of the of the characters like ted you know is is kind of that little ray of sunshine character that you know as soon as he walks into the room you kind of go oh that guy's likable and and affable and and you know his weird turn of phrase warms you to him i don't think jimmy as is as accessible immediately i think um, i think that's the whole point of him though uh, no, it, it is the whole point, but as as a show, it means that you've got a slightly bigger barrier to entry, like or to really kind of engaging with the character. Uh, only on like the first episode, and then you start. And to that's realize... also where the ensemble cast really um, pulls you in, mm. um, because you can't jump on with the main protagonist super quickly because he's a bit ouchy. Um, but then they've got this fantastic ensemble uh, that they've built uh, around that, that uh, each has their own uh, yeah. stuff to deal with in, you know, each of really kind of compelling and funny and sometimes tear-making way. And, yeah. and they also have really good dialogue. Like no one <laughs> gets like, that, that's part of the thing that I liked about it was is that everyone, every time they're saying something on screen, it's worthwhile to the overall narrative. Jimmy's just kind of there to experience it along the way. You're going with Jimmy, not because you like him or you want to hang around him. It's just that he will interact with people that he comes across in his circle of uh, friends or uh, colleagues or colleagues just his circle or, of influence. Yes, yes, where he's around. And the rest of them are more interesting than him. His story is just a bit sad and boring. Uh, for most of the series, I was watching it going... I'm just a bit sick of Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> but the way that he reacts with everyone and everyone goes, you're just an absolute fuck up at this point in your life. And he's like, yeah, I am anyway. <laughs> but that, that is the thing that kind of warmed me to him is that while he was an absolute fuck up and, you know, the first thing you see of him is three o'clock in the morning, he's coked out of his eyeballs. There are, <laughs> there are two people who are, are possibly um, sex workers in his pool. We're not sure. Um, they're named, but we're not sure. Um, and you know, you're like, ah, this guy's, this guy's a bit of a mess. And, and then, yeah, the, the next day you're finding out he's the therapist. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. 
right. Um, he, yeah, he's he's got some. He's presented as a broken man, and then uh, you're supposed to go on this journey when you don't know what he does. But apparently, his job is to help people, which he is incapable of doing for himself at that time. And then, how does that work? Especially considering everyone, especially his colleagues, know that he isn't like he should be able to fix himself, but mm. are going to treat him differently because it's like we know what you're doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway. You're, you're, you're still dealing with your loss and you're doing it in your way. Um, and, and it's funny, like, the more, like, initially when you start watching it, you're sort of looking at it thinking, okay, Gabby uh, seems like, you know, she's probably a more by the book kind of um, therapist, but at the same time, yeah. not at all. But she and does make people both... hydrate. <laughs> and I love. Um, I love the, the the slow character trait across all of the the, the whole season where uh, she's the kind of not fun one I would say but she has a more positive life uh, mm. way of dealing with things but I love that she just gets more and more stickers over everything <laughs> in her office and across all of her personal items across the season like if you go back and notice it like at the start it's like hey there's a few around and by the end of it there's just everywhere like her laptop is covered and this is a millennial it. trademark <laughs> is uh. it are you sure because well, i have sticker problems don't i peter i i have commitment issues when it comes to that i maybe have it's an exennial trademark sure I've got stickers here, right here, just off screen, that I'm not willing to put on things. Yeah, stick it on something. That's the thing. Stick no, it on something. Xennials don't stick stickers on things. Like, we collect our stickers in, like, an album that has, yes. like, sticky pages so you never have to peel them off. I yeah. don't understand kids these days who, like, stick their stickers on things. I, I find know. It I'm going to buy stickers and stick it on something. It's like, please don't. What if you I, get the sticker I loved it as a kid sticking things on things because I I had a fucking door that I could put stickers on. When I moved out of that house, I had to strip the door. And suddenly things were different. That was before my father left. But my oh, mother no. <laughs> no. Sorry, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to laugh at your um No. <laughs> Attempt Holy at being shit. vulnerable there, but yeah. you know this is why we do these things in a in a room. Yes, a therapist, and, and, and not your friends who are co podcasters. <laughs> sure. Although, um, I mean, come on, some think of some of your most favorite uh, internet uh, therapists that are out there, like the guy who dresses up as the frog. Have you seen what? that one? Oh, I wish nope. I, I have to look that one up. There's a guy who just, he, he's not a therapist, but he has a talk show and he, his thing that breaks down the barrier, it makes people open up to him. He just dresses like a, fro a frog. <laughs> okay. Is he like, <laughs> is it like Dr. Katz, the animated Kind therapist? of. Okay. Oh, it's a gecko. Sorry, not a frog. Okay. Oh, well, that changes Important everything. distinction. Fucking hell. <laughs> now name, I know what you're talking about. His name, name is Therapy Gecko. <laughs> I am too old for this internet world. Amazing. I, I mean, I do think that there's probably a disturbing trend of people getting therapy on TikTok yeah. uh, at the moment. Um, I was listening to uh, one of those podcasts that is like, okay, uh, sign up for um, this online type of therapy, and I can't for the life of me remember what it is. But if I said their name, they might start advertising with us because they advertise on a lot of podcasts. Um, I think it's like therapy for you or something like that, where you can uh, start your online therapy sessions through Zoom or through whatever. And then um, if you don't like it, if it's not working for you, just move on to a different therapist. Um, and, you know, for a one low price per month, you can move to as many different therapists you like. And I was like, that's actually not a terrible idea. No, it's not a terrible because idea. Because finding the right therapist is. Is it like speed dating for thing. therapists? Finding, a, finding a therapist at the moment is a whole thing. Well, finding a therapist at the moment yeah, is, yeah. is a, a different issue as well. Um, speaking of therapists, sorry, bringing it back to the show and just yeah. discussion of therapy. Um, Harrison Ford. Holy shit. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Harrison Ford was one of my favourite things about this show. And, like, of course, because it's Harrison Ford, he's probably going to be your favourite thing about everything. Um, but he was really, really funny. I thought. Yeah. I thought like his timing was magnificent. He's he is a a great uh, like it's a stupid thing to say but he's a great find for a comedy director. 
to find somebody who has that really dry I feel, um, I feel like he would have been an absolute pain in the ass to Mike though because I feel like his delivery is so close to mumbling silence that it's like god damn Harrison just give me a little bit <laughs> Like it was, it. it was a perfect I kind delivery. Of loved it, but it was also he's got like, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> and you're like, see, what, what I desperately want is to see this become like a a, a shared universe, um, where both you know this and Ted Lasso and various other shows from the Brett, uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, Bill Lawrence Studios all exist Slash in Brett one. Goldstein. I don't know if we mentioned Brett earlier, but he's no. That's where I was going. Yeah. yeah. So I said, did I say Brett Lawrence? Bill Lawrence. Bill Lawrence. Brett Goldstein. Brett Goldstein. Thank you. Yes, I just love the idea of Brett Goldstein um, showing up as um, Roy Kent and him and Harrison Ford or Paul just growling at each other. <laughs> mm, ah, mm, ah. Sure, we can make that happen. I think could we could we please make that happen? Why can because I would watch and this shit Ted Lasso out of not exist in the the one universe? Why I does... feel well. There's no reason at all they can't exist Absolutely in the one universe. Not. They're allowed to. I, I would like to see more, them go I to a conference. I could very easily imagine. Um, uh, oh God, I can't remember the name of the doctor from Ted Lasso. Um, Doc. Oh yes. Um, you know. <laughs> being at a conference with some of these guys and just going, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, exactly. And then just throw in uh, Mads Michelson as Hannibal and I'll just be, and I'll be in heaven. I'll be like, yes, this is the crossover we all need. I'm, I'm, what can I tell you? I'm a sucker for a shared universe. So yeah, Harrison Ford, amazing. And I love the idea of where his character is coming from. You know that he's obviously always been kind of irascible and um prickly but now and i don't think it's a spoiler to say it's it's brought up in the first episode was it maybe even in the trailer i don't know um you know he has parkinson's and seeing somebody go through the process of essentially either grieving their own life or not or having done that process and now be trying to get on with their life and being surrounded by people who want to grieve it again for you um mm. which i find fascinating but th this is what the show is really good at and jokes exploring i know it's, i feel like this is like this this review that we were doing sounds a lot more involved about therapy than what it is because <laughs> it is it is just joke after joke after joke after joke. There isn't that kind of thing that you have with Ted Lasso where it is like, oh, and now here's a big moving segment piece that we have to do. Like it has bits and pieces of those. I'm not saying it doesn't. Yeah, but I was it is say, it does, just kind it's of like, heart. oh yeah, it's definitely got heart and it's got the right thing and characters are going on lots of journeys and they have really nice emotional beats. I just kind of think that to me in Shrinking, the beats were just at different places. So it didn't mean that it, wasn't effective it's just kind of more like ow that well this show is actually kind of like funny to start with funny across the board and then every now and again it kind of because it moves those emotional beats just into different places you're like ow that hurt that hurt a lot and then another bunch of jokes uh or you know something very uh like i i like the one which was about the crying therapy which is like it's okay to cry if you just want to take you know 15 minutes of your day to listen to a sad to sad music and just cry. You're allowed to. You should be able to do that. And that becomes <laughs> a, a recurring theme across different episodes of dis different people trying that. And, you know, sure, it's a bit weird to start with and then you understand what it's doing. And then by the time they get to the, the last person to do that kind of gag, oh, no, the second last person when Jason Siegel's character does it, um, they make him get, like, he gets into an, a, an accident because he's doing it on a bicycle. Like, that is the kind of thing... <laughs> that this show worked really well at. It has nicely timed and understood things. So it's not all too low. I don't think you get too low watching this show that you're like, oh my God, I just feel terrible. No. Yeah. But it's also not a straight comedy. No. <laughs> like this isn't kind of like. Boom, tish. And it is like, I, you guys watched it 
after it dropped. I watched it as it dropped. So having to wait a week and not being able to go on to the next episode, some of the episodes kind of finished on, you know, a, not, a non-funny kind of note for the characters. Mm. Um, mm. So there was a level of, I guess, you know, discomfort uh, in waiting for the next episode and mm. and uh, seeing how that played out, um, which I think is deliberate because it is an exploration of grief, so it's not supposed to be um, shits and giggles the whole time. No. Uh, but I thought, you know, very just really nicely done. I thought it was really nicely done. Yeah. You know, and, and it's right up the alley of what I keep telling you guys that I want to be watching right now, yes. which is stuff that is really human and, mm. you know, make you laugh or it can make you cry, but it's it's about, you know, humanity and the good of humanity, I guess, because that's really what this explores as well. You know, the, the you know, it, it explores the good in all of these people. It could have gone a lot darker. Oh yeah, than it chose to go. It could have been I mean, a lot darker than it chose to go. I mean, my favorite character is Derek. I <laughs> love Derek. Like that, I, that dude is just happy to be here and and completely unshakable. I love him. But you know, yeah. I love the but the also friendships he sets that were his own boundaries too, which I really yeah. like. <laughs> like he's like you know he he'll have a, a a quick moment of of being legitimately pissed at something or whatever. He like I'm really tired, honey. You snored all night. Oh, that's impossible. You don't snore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's about, you know, friendships. It's about, you know, the relationships of trust being built between people. And, you know, it's just, huh? it's just nice. I liked it. I do. Like, I enjoyed, like, it's, you're right in that same sort of thing. I needed a, a palate cleanser. And because uh, I consumed all of this in one rapid sitting, I was like, that was nice and, and, and delicious. But then when having to wait for different pieces, like, I really needed that good episode the heartfelt episode of ted lasso last week because everything had just been oh, a little gotcha. bit shitty for a little while and i was just like ah but this is kind of the same sort of thing it, this has a nice ending towards the season and wrapped up as a whole season and so quinny you've still got two episodes to go so i won't I, I do far. which i i'm sorry i did as much as the fucking uh, of the uh homework as i could yes um but yeah i i know that i've got a little bit further to go but also I feel like like there's a lot of um, storylines that are, are set up and explored through various different characters. So, I mean, there's, and it's all between the relationship between characters. So it's, it's between Jimmy and Paul and their, their relationship. It's between Jimmy and Gabby and what's happening between them. Jimmy and his patient, Sean, and then Sean and Jimmy's daughter, and then Brian and Jimmy. Jimmy's uh, Brian's Jimmy's best friend, who's you know trying to um, you know work through his shit. Everybody has got shit they're trying to work through. Um, Krista Miller, who plays Liz, um, the next door neighbor who just loves polishing rocks, um, among other things. You know she's dealing with some shit. Not a euphemism. No, <laughs> no, it's actual. Um, and one thing that I found fascinating is is it, it takes about halfway through the season before you start looking into the relationship between Jimmy and his dead wife, Tia. I mean, you knew that, like, she's not there and there's a sort of historical version of what their relationship was, but then you start to realise that that may not have been the case and our relationships with people are extraordinarily complex when they're alive. They're even more complex when they're dead because now you can't say the things and you can't get closure on things that you may be really concerned by, you know, and, and that's a, that's a really difficult thing to deal with where you're like, well, shit, I, I'll never know because yeah, you can't ask them. So, interesting character relationships i do like the way that it, it broke down that kind of trope of you know the dead ex-girlfriend ex-wife and and the flashbacks because you know it's a fridging it peter it's a fridging. kind of well it is kind of tropey and fridgy particularly when you yeah. kind of start with the flashbacks of these kind of this you know idealistic beautiful woman and these idealistic beautiful scenes of their Were life they ever you know perfect life together sheet? 
lying I, I can't on the remember, pillow. I have a, seen a, that recently. White sheet over the top. <laughs> uh, but I like that they kind of gradually kind of broke down that trope and started, you know, showing the memories of when things weren't, you know, perfect and and regrets and and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that yeah. one I, I found really interesting because that that was, it was halfway through the season or something like that where they really start to sort of go, what was that relationship? And the the relationship between the daughter and, and her mother, which, you know, you sort of go, oh, that was going to be perfect, wasn't it? Mm. You know, but no, no relationship's perfect. Nothing was black and white. Also, none of these characters are perfect either. Like, there's no kind of individual character who you always can trust to like do exactly the right thing and and have their shit together. Like everybody oh, no. has, everybody has a thing, including Paul, who's supposed to be you know kind of like yeah. the the father figure of the ensemble, who's got his shit together and and points out when other people are being stupid. Uh, and you know, everyone has their stuff, so it's really nice and balanced in yeah, and in and that way. And as I, as I said, sort of at the start, one of the joys of it is watching people fuck up and then seeing how they deal with it. Because in a lot of cases, the fuck ups are, or either fuck ups or, or decisions are made that you think, oh shit, that's, that's, that's going to be a big thing. And quite often it's actually addressed really quickly because, and I don't know whether it's, it's the writing or what that says, maybe it's best to not let things fester. Um, you know, if a mistake's been made, actually bring it up. Like, let's let's just open it up and make sure that everybody understands where they stand now. Yeah. Um, which I think is really healthy. So, hmm. yeah. So, so I feel like we don't want to do too many spoilers because Quinny hasn't finished the season, but should we... <laughs> Should we go and do have a, a rate and clip? We, yeah, let's 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 go. Let's let's do and then that. mild spoilers. And mild spoilers. I won't. Know, well, yeah. I don't really know if you can spoil too much towards the end of the season because you just want to go on. A, it's a journey of the characters, except for there is a big spoiler. I won't talk about the end of season one. Okay, how's that sound? I mean, you, you, you can if you want, but I can just take my headphones out. No, 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 no. <laughs> Look at my toys. What about <laughs> the rest of? Yeah, well, just. We'll see how we go. Wait, wait. I mean, Jakita Wagner in the in the thing in the chat has said it's really important. Don't leave for important things unsaid. So, what do you mean by that, Quinny? What do you mean by that? It's important for you to rate this now. Okay, that's what I want um, you to understand. Okay, okay. Um, from the the perspective of that I've had so far, which is most of the season, I really like it. Um, it it grew on me steadily as I watched, and I, I initially felt like eh, I'm not I'm not in love with Jason Siegel as as a leading character, but then I realised that yeah it's it's an ensemble, and also seeing the names show up in the actual uh, like credits occasionally like you know three or four episodes of the season are directed by Zach Braff. Um, you know, and and seeing Brett Goldstein's name in the credits as the writer, you go, oh, okay, right. I'm I'm actually in in safe hands here. I'm in the hands of people who who know what they're doing. So for me, it's going to be an 88. I I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I could go higher, but I also don't know. Maybe it drops the ball at the end. Um. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Peter, do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Ah, uh, no, you go. Okay. Um, I had a really good time with it. I'm going to give it 90 because it was fun and it had a lot of those Ted Lasso vibes. And dad damn it, why is Apple doing all of really good things? Except for mm. potentially a movie I watched just recently that just came out on Apple, which we haven't decided if it's being reviewed or not. Uh, but that was an interesting... It was so ghosty. ...record um, scratch anyway. of things for Apple to come out with, but they can't win them all. That's what I say. So I'm going to go with 90 because I want to see season two and uh, let's get as much out of. Yes. Uh, and if we rate it high, we'll definitely get one. Exactly. <laughs> um, I agree. I, I'm, I'm going 90. I pretty much recommended this to everybody that I talked to. I can't really think of anybody who wouldn't get something out of this show. Um, 
I thought it was lovely. Just the kind of thing that I'm after at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really, you know, have any points where I kind of felt like it it majorly dropped the ball. I mean, you do have to suspend your disbelief a little bit on how the therapy angle is handled. Um, but given that's not it's really what it's about. It's a TV show. <laughs> it is a TV not, show. Not but really. Also... It's not a show on how to do therapy, so no, we're no. giving it passes. And and I think they also are fairly clear that that none of them are really doing it right. No. Like, they all like, know they're doing it wrong. You know, Paul is is running, you know, therapy sessions with his other therapist's kid, which is a massive fucking breach of trust, and he's doing it in the park for the, the cost of candy. It's that's not healthy. That's yeah. not normal. You know, it's I I felt that that was a way for him to help um in the way that he could. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Because I don't think that she would have turned up in a therapist's office. No. No, and and I mean also the thing is when they all break their own rules or whatever, it all then gives them a kind of weird permission to not be bound by the rules of uh, therapy. So, you know, if he's doing it not in a therapist's office but in a park and she's not paying for it and then he can be a little more, I don't know, flexible with it's, how You're not he... selling it here. It doesn't sound like we're really selling it. It sounds terrible, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. at the same time, like, you know, but that's the point. Sometimes, you know, they're trying to be pra- uh, flexible and in fl- being flexible, they actually break things and they fuck up pretty spectacularly. And I think Jimmy is the one that does it the most. Yeah. Um, okay. We've got one person who's got, who's giving us a score. Oh, wait. thank you. Thanks. Predicanga. We're good. Should we go to the, yes, yes, yes. yes. Right, okay. I, I, this is uh, this is Ted McGinley doing his thing. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, like this is you'll get it. You'll get across all of this sort of stuff. It's a good. It's a fun clip. It'll remind you that this show is actually a comedy. May I help you? Just uh, looking for a dead plant. That is not your trash. Okay, let's start over. So my name is Sean, and I'm guessing you're Karen. It's Pam. Pam, the family knows him. Why don't you go home and post some shit on next door on how the neighborhood's changing? He's staying with us, Pam. Were you dropping off some welcome muffins? Wait, the guy that almost beat someone to death is staying with you? Jimmy, what the fuck are you doing? It's fine. Alice is cool with it. No, I'm not, but I agree Pam's a racist. I'm moving into VA housing. Hey, you don't owe her an explanation. Why am I the bad guy? Liz and I are just trying to protect the neighborhood. Uh, Stop. There's no Liz and I. You need me over here, Ben? No. Thank God. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Derek. Hey, Pam. Hey. No, there's no hey, Pam. We don't like Pam. Got it. Eat a dick, Pam. (laughs) I like that guy. (laughs) There you go. Eat a dick, Pam. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> He's just the, the living embodiment of yes and. <laughs> uh, I do love it too because uh, he does have. You're quite right. So he's one of those little characters that they've slid in there, but who does have a lot of complexity in his own way. But it's oh. just the time of his life that we've caught him is he's about to retire. He's worked his whole life and now he's really looking forward to doing whatever the hell he feels like doing for the rest of his life. So nothing can really get him down. He's just there going, well, this is great. It, it is, but also, like, he's still occasionally a bit of a dick, too, where he's like, oh, yeah. so I've been working real hard for a long time, and uh, I'm going to be in the house. And if unless you want to be stepping on each other a lot, you should probably not be in the house a lot. Just maybe get oh, a hobby. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm going to be hanging around all day, every day, because I've been working. So, you know. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, you're like, oh, wow, maybe he can be a bit of a dick. Yeah, <sighs> yeah so I'd love uh, Predicanger was also mentioning the music. Again, Apple has enough rights to do a lot of things. <laughs> I've noticed that they've, they've just, they don't really care when it comes to music rights. They're like, yeah, we can afford it. They can, but also good music choices. Like, I think the opening theme is is a really, it's a lovely piece of music that sort of, I don't know, feels... Like, it's very smart in the way that it encompasses the feeling of the show, which is gentle, but also, like, eh, maybe you're a little fucked up, but that's okay. Yeah. 
All right, spoilery times. Uh, I don't really have any spoilers for this apart from, like, spoiler, it's a good show and <laughs> everyone has nice character motivations and, oh, my God, which one of Jimmy's patients, Quinny, do you think is going to end up uh, having a real bad time with his alternative therapy of just telling people to shut the fuck up and move on. Oh, um, well, in the last episode I was watching, uh, Jimmy was telling one of them, uh, sorry, I just need to look up the cast list. So I remember who the actor is. Um, uh, Grace, uh, Heidi Gardner, um, (laughs) he's telling her, oh, I think you should, uh, definitely just like, you know, push the coffee cup off the edge of the desk occasionally. And, you know, she's in a relationship with a fucking abusive asshole dude. And I was like, oh, Jimmy, that's bad. That's terrible advice. Like, I can understand you wanting to disrupt things. And you've already fucked with her life significantly by saying you should go to Canada. And I will stop being your fucking therapist if you don't go to Canada. Um, Like, you're already in bad territory. But then he's done that. And I'm like, oh, that's that's possibly going to go badly. So that's my bet. That's and your both attempt. of your faces have gone into a funny look where it's like <laughs> not showing Quinny anything. So mm, interesting. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> 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 I was always really competitive with my brother. Uh-huh. I, in recent mm. years, realized I didn't have to be because. But, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. What? Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I felt like like some of the scenes with Paul's daughter uh, and the expectations that she had of him um, at times might were, were maybe a little harsh. Um, oh, yeah. Having said that, we don't really have the full backstory uh, of of Paul and his daughter, and obviously he does you know feel like he has failed her significantly. Mm. Um, but they have, yeah, there, there were a couple of scenes there where I was kind of like, oof, here is a character who's being fairly unreasonable um, yeah. in, in in this situation. Uh, and it's kind of, you know, resolved in a way, but it was kind of the only thing that made me kind of question um, kind of the behaviour. And, and and possibly it's because we don't actually spend any time with her. So the, the motivation mm. for that behaviour is is a little bit of a mystery. Yeah, and, and and it's all coming from something that's happened a long time ago, um, and we don't really know mm. quite what Paul was like as a parent, other than you get a fairly strong idea that he was probably pretty absent, um, you know, or at least disaffected or disengaged with his um, family life. Um, but... <sighs> That his story, the one with the Parkinson's, really, I kind of was like, there's something so interesting there that um, the moment somebody is diagnosed with uh, an ongoing incurable disease like that, a degenerative disease, it's like suddenly everybody changes their attitude towards him. <laughs> um, but apart from the people he works with, they've kind of all come to, you know, to an understanding of where it's at. Whereas the daughter suddenly just goes, okay, well, now I have to go in and fix everything. And mm. I found that really interesting because mm. I've, I've seen that in other families yeah. where suddenly it's like, oh, okay, right. Well, okay, I now have to come in and martyr myself to look after you. And it's like, but also take away all of your agency in the process. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and they the get mad you when you're like, oh, I that. love that. Yeah, like I actually quite like my agency. And just because I've got a, a degenerative disease, it hasn't degenerated me yet. I'm still fully capable for quite some time. You know, people yeah. with Alzheimer's um, really have that for, you know, because you're diagnosed with it. It may not actually become a thing for quite a long time. Mm. What do you do? Um, I don't know. Wally is an interesting uh, character. The uh, um, patient of Jimmy's who, I guess, OCD? Yeah. Com- obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. Um, um, 
Like all the patients are kind of funny in their own way, just that we go to follow two of them specifically. And I'm still curious about some of the other patients that we don't get to see from the rest of the, the guy was a barista. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or you kind of get bits and pieces. I mean, I kind of also look at it too. And I'm like, how much is this therapy costing them? Because this is quite a large lucrative practice. that seems to be generating enough money to fund minimum three therapists into buy each buying their own house, et cetera, kind of thing. I like kind of go, how many patients are we not seeing? Like, is it, do they just not have a crushing appointment schedule of like, they have to see 72 patients a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. And that is one of the things that knowing or having seen doctors working in a, in a surgery and everything like that, there, this is certainly not a, a realistic representation of, of a, a normal practice because they seem to have an awful lot of time for standing around and having a coffee and arguing about potatoes, drinking water, um, eating a mandarin. Yeah. Yeah. All of these things Dis as opposed to disappearing for days on end after you've gone on a bender and it's just totally fine and is done with a, a like is resolved with a short talk. See, what I really want to see is the receptionist for that, for that particular um, clinic that is just going, I, uh, I'd love to book you in with Jimmy, but I don't know where the fuck Jimmy is. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> poor, stressed, really unhappy receptionist. Oh, that's all right. They solved that by having it done by chatbot GPT. Uh, that does all of the booking for them now. And you too can get your podcast fixed. Yeah, and yes, as Predicanga makes that one, they do seem to end appointments literally whenever they want to. It's yeah. like, okay, Wally, that's your time done. And I'm like, she literally just walked in the room. <laughs> but Anyone, it was late. Maybe yeah. it's, like a, it's like a fitness first membership is that you just pay up front <laughs> for a year's worth of therapy. So if you don't go, then you're just like, well, oh, but I've already spent the money. I might as well go to therapy. Yeah. I don't know how it works. I, I don't know. No, neither do I. <laughs> I'm not, I know, I'm unsure. But yeah, look. Yeah. Can I go to therapy at three o'clock in the morning if I just can't sleep? Is that, is that sure? Why not? Probably with the internet and other time zones, probably. Sure. Shit. Yeah, right. Okay. I wonder what, Suddenly like, that, that, you know. I mean, this is, just, it's a very strange thing. And uh, thank you for bringing that up. I just had that idea. It was like, I wonder what therapy is like in different countries. Like I have, I have only a very narrow view of it, understanding it from like what is represented in American media as to what therapy is, or maybe English therapy is. Because mm. I had a lot of conversations, like uh, sorry, comparisons of this show and Afterlife, uh, the Ricky Gervais one, which is again was dealing with grief but without a therapist. Um, <laughs> in that, I kind of like I like that the the way. The, they both deal with grief at two opposite ends of the spectrum. But this was just kind of like, I really want to find out what's it like to be a Japanese therapist in Tokyo? Do they do the same things or do they just sit there and be like, Hmm, maybe you shouldn't try that. Like, yeah. I don't know what, what, what does therapy look like in other countries? I mean, therapy looks a lot of different ways just exactly. in the one country. There are yeah. lots of, lots of types of therapy, lots of ways to do uh therapy and and lots of different schools of thought and i'm sure they kind of all borrow from each other sure i mean the only therapy i know is just watching a lot of people go to crossfit gyms and work stuff out that way yeah this is not therapy angry. but <laughs> physical activity is important uh, for the brain are you so sure because a lot one. of people are treating it like therapy yeah, yeah well you know it's it's not nothing go to f45 True. work out your aggression <laughs> Until um, they close because they're collapsing. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> what? What um, closed? We're just dumping on fitness people for some reason. I'm not dumping on fitness people. Everyone should be, <laughs> should be doing a lot of fitness. fitness, fitness I went to the gym today. Does that mean I'm a bad person? You should have gone to therapy, Quinny. Now, maybe I should have. Maybe yeah. I should have gone to that. Did you just um, scream I questions would, at the weights? Uh, uh, oh, uh, I cried whilst <laughs> pushing weights, yes. I would like to take the opportunity to recommend a completely different show oh, as yeah. well. If we're talking about humanist 
comedies. Um, somebody somewhere season two has just started oh, wow. on binge. Uh, so I I do recommend this show is another show that is a comedy drama that deals with grief in a completely different grief totally and friendship different. in a completely different way again and it is another one that I really enjoy uh, yeah, so if you, you like this you may like that I'm glad that you told me because I watched the first season of somebody somewhere and it was like this is a very different flavor like and I think I probably would have started watching at a fairly similar time to Ted Lasso um, or at least somewhere around there anywhere. And I was like, mm. oh, wow, these are these are very different flavors. Um, somebody somewhere being about a, um, a very tall, broad, big lady in Alabama. No, where is it? Somewhere, somewhere in the south. south. Um, who is yeah it's it's very small town very small kind of drama but huge emotion um and yeah there's this person who's clearly not coping with their life and has uh, alcohol problems and a, a kind of wonderful best friend and it's very hard. I, I, not not initially. She doesn't have the wonderful best friend. No, and that's where it's nice. It's about opening yourself up to mm. things like friendship and believing that you deserve friendship, and and having yeah. people out there who are willing to actually, who are willing to actually give that. It's it's really really nice. Bridget Everett is the uh, actor, uh, mm. and she's fantastic. Uh, and it is a bit harder going than either of these because it doesn't have quite the same soft edges um but mm. it's, it's still it's got the same end effect in terms of a little bit more faith in humanity and and um mm. an exploration of maybe the good in people mm. yeah. in a way mm. yeah it's, it's definitely a lovely watch um but as you say the harder edges it's a little more corrugated iron it is still comedy though oh yeah not as moments Yes, I certainly laughed and enjoyed it. Any other suggestions you got for us there, Pete? Well, you should definitely watch Dispatches from Elsewhere. Uh, it is Still utterly to... absurd and somehow manages to find more than four walls to break. Uh, and wow. somebody needs to watch it so that I can talk to them about it. Right. Okay. Or so uh, potentially you could put Benjamin. that one onto the schedule, which we have for May. And that one I tried is... two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, like, nah. Uh, and I guess while we're talking about, like, you know, mental health-related uh, meditations, Mr. Corman on Apple TV is, again, a really good watch, not really a comedy, very interesting um, uh, show and a very, very interesting uh, depiction of what it feels like to have anxiety. Ah. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Unfortunately, it looks like it's been cancelled. Oh. That's big problem. I told everyone to watch it and nobody did. So that's on you guys. Oh. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Pete. Ouch. Um, one, um, one thing that mm. I wanted to bring up that I forgot, and I, I left myself notes for this. Mm. Um, Pete, are you uh, aware of or have read any Brene Brown? Yes. Right. It's hard this to is... not be aware of Brene Brown. Yeah. I, I'm... I'm finding this <laughs> because it turns up in work and stuff like that. It wasn't until I was listening to some of her stuff that I realized apparently she is a massive fan of both Ted Lasso and um, I think shrinking, but um, all of the writers are massive fans of hers. Um, and when you start reading any of her stuff on, on shame or uh, you know, being brave and all these sort of things, um, you start seeing those themes showing up in uh, these shows. So if you're wanting to kind of, and I'm, God, it does sound like it's a self-help group or whatever, but if you are intrigued by the ideas of where some of these things come from or the, what Brett and Jason and, and that are, are kind of um, exploring this sort of, we're talking, what was it, eco-masculinity? Not, not toxic. <laughs> non-toxic um, slash eco-masculinity um, but in this case it's sort of eco-humanity because mm. it's not masculinity or femininity it's just being a human um 
check out some of the work of Brene Brown. Um, there's actually, she's done a five part series um, that is around and I can't for the life of me think what it's called. She's got TED Talks, she's got books, she's got, I mean, just type her name into Google yeah. and uh, a lot of stuff. Will you, come you'll up. find no shortage of Brene Brown. Um, oh, Atlas of the Heart is a series that came out quite recently. Um, I think it was late last year, um, maybe even early this year that is her talking about all of these things so if you like that kind of thing and you want to explore more of that go and find her hmm. what are we doing uh, <sighs> what are we doing next what now or um, yeah what are we doing now well we're gonna oh. wrap it up i think uh, that's about it that's, uh, go watch shrinking shrinking's fun like it's a good show you might get something yes. out of it you might not i don't know watch over harrison ford you're gonna get a lot of harrison ford this first half of the year we're going to get this and then we're going to watch the harrison ford indiana jones is coming out oh i as i as i said to our little group today i found out today that harrison ford has played indiana jones once more often than i thought he had <laughs> yes there yeah well, i mean we'll save that one for for later uh mm. for, for that but uh we haven't actually decided what we're doing for the schedule um Next month, starting next month, which yes, is but we next week. Get that out by the end of the year and sort of see what's going on. But there's yeah. plenty of things that have been out there. Uh, I mean, there is a seen. film that has come out recently on Apple called uh, Ghosted. Will probably uh... potentially it, it has it has one of the Chris's. <laughs> yes, yeah, has has a whole bunch of people in it. We may talk about that. Who knows? In the month of May, there's Fast Ten. You'll see. Uh, yes. There's Guardians of Gog Three. Um, oh yeah. There's Renfield. There's the Little Mermaid. So many things. Technically so speaking, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, one, it starts in June, but, you know, hey, whatever. Right. Who knows? Plus TV. We haven't even talked about the end of season three of Mandalorian. Or we, Picard. We, and we, who's going to watch Schmacargo so that we can talk and about And then it. there's Schmacargo, <laughs> and then there's so okay. many options to do it. It looks like there might have to be a bit of a TV roundup, but that's a fucking clip show. Yeah. Schmacargo is not for a roundup. <laughs> Schmacargo is a full hour-long discussion. Okay. Yeah, also have to add Schmigadoon. Yes, yes. That is and there are lots of musicals that we need to talk about. It's Excellent. a whole thing. Excellent. It is a whole no, thing. No, you okay. are correct. Yep. And I could probably do a solid hour just by myself talking about Picard. Um, uh, <laughs> don't forget next week, uh, like after the show, uh, the 4th of May. May the 4th. Uh, um, what's a, What's important about the 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. Have you developed a lisp? Yeah, I have. <laughs> Wait, are you hearing a lisp, Quinny? Is that something <laughs> that you hear often? Like, what's going on? I guess I've I've heard voices talking to me quite often screaming for a long time. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I never realised that that was not something that other people... Oh, hi, right, so we're not in therapy anymore. Wait. We're out of therapy! Does no, that mean I'm better? Quinny, are you sure that you hadn't just left your headphones in and you're just listening to a podcast that you forgot the ad on? <laughs> are you sure? I mean, no. no. Realistically, though, you should probably both consider getting therapy. Stop <laughs> going to the dentist for your brain. <laughs> well, Pete, considering how selling... I feel about going to the dentist. Yeah, yeah. That's not selling it for us, but like, thanks for your attempt there. Excellent. That's well done. <laughs> Um, I mean, does this mean that, like, occasionally, like, I won't go to the therapist for many years, and when he goes back, he's going to cause me a lot of pain, um, there may be a bunch of blood, and then after a little while, he's going to try and pull out one of my brain teeth? I mean, the first of those three things, potentially, yeah. Do you think that, like, I'm going to get a course of pills that I get to take that makes me kind of loopy until the infection heals? Sure. I mean, <laughs> so, um, it's actually pretty yeah. accurate, yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And thanks, thanks for the people in the chat. Hello, people in the chat. Um, Love you, chat. And uh, you know, shout out to you, Predicator. Yes, yes. yeah, not eat a dick, Pam. Yes, these are all good things. But we we're gonna uh, get the schedule up soon, and we'll come back to the, the merry month of May because it's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. Okay. Shall we go and raid Hex? Sure, we should go raid someone. Lovely. See you all next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Tell me what you know about dreaming, dreaming. You don't really know about nothing, nothing. Tell me what you know about.
about the night terrors every night 5 a.m. Cold sweats waking up to the sky Tell me what you know about dreams, dreams Tell me what you know about night terrors, nothing You don't really care about the trials of tomorrow Rather lay awake in a bed full of sorrow I'm in the pursuit of happiness And I know everything that shines ain't always gonna be I'll be fine once I get it. I'll be good. Thanks for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.